and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. I don't know if I'm going to use that intro or not, but this is the start of a little experimental Scottcast I'm trying out with my little portable recorder. Haha! <laughs> I have an old portable recorder that's like 10 years old, and I don't know why I haven't done this already. So, I'm going on a walk to see a sinkhole that has manifested itself in Hamtramck and investigate its potential suitability for the entrance to Scott Cast City. And since it happens to be on the way to Ian, I'm going to meet up with Ian at his house, and we're going to drive back and we're going to pod normal. So if, if this sound quality is bad, don't worry, it'll get back to your Scott Cast amazing standard soon enough. Alrighty, on to the next thing. Look at us. We're here in Ian Dixon's apartment with Sneaky V. Oh, no, I don't like that. <laughs> uh, I just walked over. The Dixons are running away from me. Yep. And we're about to leave. Or, because or, I think I just terrorized them both by bringing this out right now. A little bit. You know, but that was how it was done to me. Uh, Don Dupree did this to me. Uh... When I was at the bar once, like I was just hanging out, uh, you know, at a bar, mm -hmm. defenses down, and then boom, recording device. Mm -hmm. So uh, my thought being put through that experience was, I'm going to do that to people. <laughs> so here I am. And uh, we're going to maybe do a little bit of exploration, and then we'll be on to the normal Scottcast. This won't be like a full hour of me okay. drink people. Yeah. Okay, we're on location in the Scottcast sinkhole. I think it's been recently patched, though. There is a lot of barricades here. Um, it's in the middle. Here versus where the barricades are, like it's definitely a slope, an incline. This is like the low point. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Which there's some be, sinking. Also, used to be deeper. Yeah, the crater itself is probably about. 30 feet wide by 20 feet? That's a large opening. We can get cars through this kind of opening. We could. I mean, this is the start of something new, man. It might be shallow right now, but we can easily make this into a tunnel that leads into the main atrium of Scott Cast City. There's plenty of flat area here. It's all factories, so like no one's going to bother us while we make it. This is a perfect location. They've already blocked it off for us? They've already blocked it off for us. <laughs> Sneaky B went to talk to City Hall and got... Pull some strings. Good lord. Well, let's let's get let's go to the poker table, talk about this, and review some beer. Oh yeah. Oh, that felt premium. If you haven't caught on, we're doing a Scottcast beer review right now. Ian Dixon as a gift. Tell oh, us about it. I'm all thrown off because we didn't do the the usual intro. Right. And I did that while I was doing the man on the street uh, on the way here. All right. Oh, but she, oh, but anyway. Welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. We are back in studio, and we are down to clown. That's right, we're potting, and we're doing a beer review. Ian has been kind enough to lend me one of his, uh, one of his beer club beers from a Batch Brewing Company. Why don't you tell us about a little bit about what we're drinking, or at least like the the little program you're in? Yeah, so. Uh... They did an expansion pack program to raise money for uh, an expansion to the brewery. And they're releasing uh, some limited edition beers to expansion pack members. I happen to be a member. And uh, was that some crazy driving out there? <laughs> I heard some crazy <laughs> driving just now. We're going to get back to that. Trust me. Yeah. We got some great stories. So. so for the month of February, we've got only juices and berries that's, that's, a, that's what it's called. A mixed berry Berliner Weiss. And uh, how are you how are you feeling about it so far? I I like it, oddly enough. Like, I'm not one to go and get a fruity drink at the bar. You know, standard machismo, machismo affair. But presented with this, I have a drink of it, and, it's, and it goes down sweet like Kool-Aid. Mm -hmm. But then uh, you get a buzz like a alcohol. Yeah, and it works. I'm usually not a fan of of berry or like uh, 
the wheat beers. So a Berliner Weiss, I wouldn't think I would like, but um, it's got a nice balance to it. A balance? It's like a tartness from the berries, and it's, yeah, it's still got that, it still tastes like beer, though. Yeah, that's right. That's like, that's the thing. It's like, a, I imagine it would be a good summer drink, mm-hmm. you know, like you're on a veranda somewhere. You just ordered a sandwich, but like a good sandwich, like one of those sandwiches that you're like, oh, I'm going to need to take this home. Yeah. And you, and you get a beer like this with it and you live the life. And then Dodson comes by and you're like, Dodson, we got Dodson here. <laughs> ain't nobody care. Ain't nobody ever care about Dodson. Yeah. So I really enjoy this beer. I think it's magnificent. How much, uh, how much booze do you delicious. think is in there? How much booze? Yeah. Um... 8.7% alcohol content. Mm. That's a pretty good guess. It doesn't feel like that, but it's it's seven something. I can't find it right now on the can. Okay. So like seven three, mm. seven seven, somewhere along those lines. I mean, I could just tell because as soon as I started drinking it, I was like, oh, I'm so happy right now. <laughs> that's how I was like, mm, there's alcohol in this for mm-hmm. sure. That's generally what happens. I'm not saying that like, that's the only thing that makes me happy. <laughs> if you're listening and you're concerned all of a sudden, uh, I'm a very happy person in my life these days. If I must confess, I've got a great podcast known as ScottCast. Got the Dispatch. Got my cat, Kyle. I've got an enormous new desk where I do my power, you know, uh, I do my power moves. Mm-hmm. I work for like... All day, just like building an empire from my power desk. You know, it's not bad. Not a bad life I lead. Yeah. You enjoy to celebrate with a fine alcoholic beverage at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of my philosophy with that. Like, let's let's enjoy a nice alcoholic beverage. Let's do it on the mic, right? Yeah. You know? So people can hear all about the beer that they can't enjoy. Yeah, well, if they worked hard at their power desk like I do. I think it is actually, it is on tap for a limited time. Oh, is it? But cans are only available to uh, the expansion pack folk. And you're you're the expansion pack folk. Yes. Ah. So if you do want to try it, if it sounds tasty, which it is, uh, go down to Batch Brewery down there in Corktown there. It is delicious. I got to say, my brother owns a brewery. Uh, he wheels and deals over there in Holdridge, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I think he should come and do a beer tourism thing in Detroit. It's Scout good place some for locations, it. right? There's another one in uh, Corktown, um, Detroit Brew. We, <clears throat> I, I know I brought some over one time. I don't know if we talked about it on the cast. Okay, it was like that coffee one. Oh yeah, the bean flicker. No, uh, it was something different. It was darker. Okay, I remember the bean flicker name, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, they. They have a uh, a punchki porter available. What flavor punchki? I don't know, but yeah. it comes with like a little a little punchki on with it. Or should we get like a couple twelve packs for uh, punchki day and just like get drunk and stand in line? We'll it wouldn't. We'll, it wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. I'll bring the Scott Cast recorder. Mm-hmm. We'll do a live. We'll do a well a man on the street Scott Cast special Hamtramck punchki day. That's not a bad idea. You know, will annoy a lot of people. Yeah. But who cares? I mean, I'm always annoyed at everybody when I stand in those lines regardless. True. So might as well get a podcast out of it. You know, that's been my life philosophy lately. Might as well get a podcast out of it. Something crazy happens. Might as well get a podcast out of it. Um, I was browsing Facebook today or Reddit or something like that. Mm -hmm. And an image comes up. so it's uh, the t- caption read, someone in Hamtramck's having a bad day. Immediately, I perk up. This is Sonny Hamtramck. This is our yeah. uh, this is our stomping ground. So I'm like, what's going on? I click it. And it's a car that's like seven feet underground at the nose, just falls into what appears to be a sinkhole. And immediately I get excited. I'm like, yes, we've been looking for a place to start digging Scott Cass City for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And it's as if God himself wants us to build an underground society. It's like divine intervention, right? Yeah. Because ScottCast is a divine city. Uh, and it's like a divine intervention that like the entrance would just open right up and just for us. So which divinity is acting on this? Because you're the God King, right? I am the God King. 
I mean, Pod King. So you willed it and it happened? Um, in a way, you know, <laughs> like I was just, I've been thinking real hard about it lately. Yeah. And perhaps that's just how theology works, you mm. know, like Pod Kings work in mysterious ways. And that was a mysterious happening. I'm saying. Yeah. Well, turns out it wasn't so mysterious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was much better explained uh, through the lens of somebody who's been living in Hamtramck a while. Tell us what happened there, Ian. Well, Sneaky Bee was the uh, the reporter on the, in the field. Right. These are notes from Sneaky Bee. But uh, she found a post from our uh, our city clerk on the Facebook conversation about this uh, this incident. And it was a construction area. They were fixing a water main. It wasn't a sinkhole. It was it was man made hole, and uh, the street was was blocked off. But yeah. this idiot drives around the the barricade, um, ignoring the shouts of bystanders, and uh, kind of just drives right into that hole. Nice. So when you see something like that, it's good to know that like the parties that were. Uh, effective ne- affected negatively mm-hmm. uh, were also idiots. I believe he got a uh, a ticket for reckless driving as well. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that does, you don't, Amtramic drivers are way more guilty of reckless driving on a daily basis than they get tickets for. That's true. So, like, how embarrassed would Amtramic PD be if that blew up on social media and there was a guy, like, half in a construction zone hole and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And we just fished him out. You know, he just walked home. Yeah. Brought his groceries with him home and left his car there. Locked it. Put his little, that little uh, wheel wheel lock thing on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got his club. Yeah, put his club on it. But yeah, man, sucks to be that guy. Like, you just fucked your car and you get a, a ticket for being an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a real, like... Like, this is the moment this man's going to be, like, reflecting on for the rest of his life. Like, that was the point where I either changed my ways or the point where I realized it's just going to be a shit slide the rest of my life. One of these points he's going to always remember. He's going to start stealing tip jars and getting tackled against dumpsters. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, he had a bunch of tip jars in his trunk. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Like emptied of change, just like a bunch of glass jars just jangling about. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy. Anyway, so I was like contemplating this man's misfortune while mm-hmm. I was strolling happily through Hamtramck, uh, contemplating how wonderful my life is. Mm-hmm. You know how happy I am lately. Yeah, and I felt like that's great, and like. But then I started thinking to myself, it's a little odd that I'm like whistling Dixie over here, walking around, going to go to a hole in the ground where a man uh, crashed his car, and then I'm going to go to Ian Dixon's house, and I'm going to specifically ask him to tell me a tale about when he almost died. But then I laughed about it, because that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I followed through with it. Really Um, hitting the schadenfreude pretty hard there, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's just blatantly on the table now. It's no longer a coy reference. Uh, Scottcast, I'm trying to make it like more of an honest bro- broadcast, straight from my heart, straight from my life. Yeah. You know? Keep it real. And that's that's why you're fan favorite, Ian Dixon, because you're the king of keeping it real. Yeah. I seek to emulate you. The pod king seeks your guidance. The keeping people, it real. Uh, people like it. They don't like all that contrived bullshit. Mm-hmm. Gotta keep it real. That contrived bullshit. I'm trying to keep it real. That wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can self criticize in the moment, and that's good. But it, you know we got to make content, so mm-hmm. I'm keeping this flow going. I got Ian Dixon here to check my flow for, for realness, my pod flow. Yeah, like I could just tell just by the way, uh, like your face cringes sometimes when I talk. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, oh, oh what yeah. am I associating myself with now? <laughs> Carefully planning your rebuttal. But anyway. So we were talking about, uh, sink, well, we were talking about sinkholes. Car, car and damages. Like and- car damage. Uh, well, it turns out there's also an actual sinkhole. Mm-hmm. And that was the sinkhole we visited just now. 
uh, on our Man in the Streets segments. I might cut that in right now, or we might have had it in the beginning. If you're listening to this, you're going to know what we did right now. Anyway, we went to St. Aubin just down on, my, on our side of, uh, by our side it's of like Holbrook. If you, yeah, if you walked straight across that big flat area, you would be there. Yeah, it's, it's kind of where a bunch of factory parking lots and stuff like that are. Mm-hmm. Um, and right in the middle of the street there, right now there's a large barricade, but you discovered this uh, just driving your way to work yeah. when there was no barricade uh, and you witnessed something quite spectacular. And Hamtramck, and it'll put into perspective mm-hmm. the man falling in the hole. Yeah, so it, well, we played the clip there. It's a, it's a large hole. And it wasn't so much a hole as like a, a, a recess before, I guess. <clears throat> so it was a nice big dip, but it was, um, if you drove too fast over it, it definitely fucked your car up. Yeah. And I was driving home one day and it's also like, again, this straight strip with no houses around. Mm-hmm. It's all industrial, like parking lots and yeah. a couple buildings. Like when we were there, we were the only human for like a mile. Yeah. So if you're going to go drag racing, it seems like a pretty good spot. Right. So there was this like Chevy Blazer doing probably close to 50, screaming down the down the street there. Yeah. And he hits this, uh, this sinkhole and he, man, he goes airborne. Like, boom. It was like uh, the scene from... Ferris Bueller's Day Off. (laughs) (laughs) It was like in slow motion and there was like shit flying off the car after the impact. And uh, man, it was just a a sight to see. Wait a minute. We didn't check. We should have, we, maybe we should go back. We should check to see if there's any parts around we could keep. I mean, that was a while back. Was it a while back? This might have cleaned up by now. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I see old parts in the side of the road that are like, like I can tell have been there for nigh on a year. True, but anyway, I, I'm just I'm just habitual souvenir. So that was here. that was how bad the sinkhole was before they barricaded it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, but the guy kept hauling ass, right? Yep. Like, didn't didn't, look didn't back. even slow down. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you imagine that guy? What 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 was happening in his life that all that shit would happen and his and he would just have to keep going? Like, he's got. Like you said, there were sparks flying as he kept driving. There was clear, clearly a lot of structural damage to his vehicle. I mean, maybe it was, maybe it was a kid out for a joyride. Maybe it was stolen. I don't know. I think if I think some Liam Neeson shit happened or something. Could be like like some like they were trying to stop a kidnapping or <laughs> some blockbuster movie fucking shit was going on in that in that vehicle. They They were in a hurry to get somewhere. Maybe they were trying to go to uh, Henry Ford there. They had a medical emergency. Little Henry, middle medical emergency. Could be. I mean, I'm thinking action movie. I'm thinking this is a much weirder, deeper story than Mm. we're scratching the surface of. Like, we're in a Hollywood movie right now, and maybe it's an action comedy, Mm. and, like, Liam Neeson is, like, driving his Dodge Charger. What was it? Charge Blazer? No, Chevy Blazer? It was like, yeah, Blazer. So he's driving his blazer. (laughs) (laughs) And and, uh, what was the car that Sneaky D saw that dude hanging off of it? It was a minivan. Uh, Yeah. That would have been fun if it was the same car. Oh, if it was another minivan. Then it definitely. And there was the guy. Something else was going on. (laughs) There was a guy on the windshield still. (laughs) Hey, stop, stop. (laughs) How am I still alive? That would be great. But, But I just bet that there's definitely some backstory back there. Probably, you know, there's this dramatic shit happening on uh, on our Michigan roads. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's a final destiny involved. There is. Yeah, like you told me, you sent me a text, um, like a couple of weeks ago, maybe at this point, mm-hmm. and you were just like, Scott, I got a, another final destiny story, and I was like, Yeah, but <laughs> well, Ian almost died again. Sweet, that's like. 10 minutes of material on the next pod, man. Just taken care of. Like, boom, right away. That was the... I, then I realized, oh, wait. I hope he's okay. <laughs> yeah. And then I texted back, like, fuck yeah, dude. Bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm having conflicts. I'm, my, I'm doing good in my life, so now I'm analyzing myself. Mm. Anyways, let's hear more about the time you almost died on the road. 
Yeah, so I was actually working. I was doing a visit in the community. So driving to, I don't remember if it was a, I think it was a school. So I'm heading north on the lodge, good old M10. And there's a car like, I'm in the middle lane and it's, it's in the fast lane. And it's like two car lengths ahead of me. So we're like fairly close, but we're not right next to each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, suddenly, mm. his rear tire falls off. Oh shit! <laughs> was it like like dodging some shit? Did it hit you? It it bounced, and there was a car right behind it, almost parallel with me, and hit them, and bounced over the median to the other other side. So, so oncoming traffic. So the, the tire just straight up noped out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Bounced just, around. Yeah, like the whole thing came off. I don't know how that happens. I guess he was driving without enough lug nuts or what the fuck. Really? He just changed the tire or some I, shit I don't and know. Forgot, to, forgot to put him back on. <laughs> <laughs> but it just whoop, popped right off. Popped right off, man. Man, I'm so, always so paranoid when I'm driving some shit like that's going to happen. Like, oh, my engine's <laughs> gone. Yeah. And I'm going 80, <laughs> you know? So it tags the vehicle behind it. And bounces over the median. Like how, how much air did this thing get that it bounced over the median? It it was just enough to get over. It wasn't super high off the ground. It's probably mm-hmm. ten feet. Just cleared it. It was like a watching a like a high jumper in the yeah. Olympics. Um, but then it must have hit a car on that side because it then it flew way up, <laughs> like good forty feet in the air. Holy shit! Forty foot projectile tire. <laughs> God damn like, it! St- episode title straight up. And I was. Watching it and thinking, oh, that's if that went straight up, it's going to come straight down, and like I am, I am in the target area, so I'm, I move right out of there, and I'm kind of watching in my rear view, and all these cars are like scattering, trying to get out of the way, and here comes the tire, boom, just like just missed another car, just missed another car. But I was like in an ideal situation. It was like started ahead of me. I had an eye on it the whole time. I was in a spot where I could get away from it. Um, you're like but James it was, Bond, like, but that's that so classic Final Destination. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure that was a scene in one of the movies. Like, tire flies off randomly, and it's. I think there was a yeah, there's a number of uh, car accident sort of oriented themes. The only one I remember is like, okay, the the car gets hit by a train, and they like narrowly miss it, and they're arguing on the side of the tracks, and it kicks up a the sign, decapitates someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It decapitated them, but like through the middle of the head. That's always what I remember mm. about that. Like it was like a clean through the middle of the head, and then the like it just slid off. Like it just sloped off. There was the one with the log truck too. There's a log truck scene. Mm-hmm. What happens? When the, the logs log get loose and crash right through the uh, windshield, and then there's like fifty car pile up, and a million people die. Wow, <laughs> that's like a little excessive Final Destination. I know they're trying. There's a tally they're trying to keep up with. Like, what's the what's the story behind Final Destiny? Uh, no, Net Nation. That's like, okay, I should have died at this event, so now death has a grudge out for me. Yeah, and death itself is the antagonist. You had some freak premonition, and you were supposed to die, but you didn't. So death's coming for you, right? And all your friends. Well, yeah, just just straight up casualties on the side. Like, I like how like death's okay with being like. I'm going to kill you because we need to get to this guy. Like right. there's no there's no administrative pressure on death to make sure people live a certain amount of life. Mm-hmm. Just that if they go over their limit, death is coming like real quick for you. Like it's hunting you down. Yeah. Liam Neeson style. Maybe that was death in that Dodge Blazer or Chevy Blazer. Maybe it was. And it was just like shit, someone's going to die. Ah, my, is it my like Blazer? It's for real coming for me. Like that's what all these are. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> either that or... It seems like it happens a little too often. I think what's happening is there's a divine battle going on about you. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not... Maybe the pod king isn't the only divine force in the world. Or maybe I am, and like that's it's like my grace is like protecting you, and there's evil forces mm-hmm. that are coming for you constantly to undermine Scott Cast. Because if if you go, Scott Cast is pretty much done, man. Mm-hmm. You're 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 in the triumvirate. You're like a 
necessary cog in this wheel that will make me God eventually in the apocalypse. It seems like cars are really a bad place for me. You should, I, I, <laughs> I'm so paranoid about cars personally. Like the fact that you, you're in them all day, every day. Well, not all day, every day, but like pretty, you're, you know, you're, you're a daily driver. Yeah. I'm not a daily driver. I'll drive maybe once a week, mm-hmm. but I'm scared to death of driving around. Like the older I get, the more I'm like, this is an insane thing that people do every day. I there's so much opportunity to die just everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's always violent and uh, painful and expensive. Expensive, yes. Insurance in Hamtramck is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's like cost. It's like it's like you buy a car, but you the most pay mostly insurance. My insurance is more than my car payment. Yeah, yeah. It's it's stupid. And what are we doing but dodging death and getting to some place? We need to go back to the horse and buggy. Like, what could, like, we can't have cars in Scottcast City, is the thing. No. You know, we did measure enough by eye to see that we could have cars. Mm-hmm. But it's probably not a good idea in an underground city. No, like, the, <clears throat> like, we got, like, we measured by eye at the scene because. You could fit two cars in that hole, right? And we need to get equipment through. We need construction yeah. equipment. We need we need we need to get some uh, logistical concerns sorted out. And like, right. my desk is pretty big. We're gonna need it to be pretty big to get it down there. I don't want to disassemble it. We're gonna have to cut a hole through the original Scottcast headquarters. But anyway, yeah, it's 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 there. But daily driving and stuff like that, I can't put my Scott Castigators through that. Risk. I mean, it's. Ins- I mean, like medieval people, you know, who didn't live with vaccines, mm-hmm. who didn't um, practice basic hygiene, uh, who ate without regard for nutrition or anything like that, lived to be like thirty-five, would look at our society and see the fact that we drive cars and call us insane. <laughs> Deal with it. I don't know. I mean. What's the safest mode of transportation? Trains? Trains are okay. Horses are okay. Walking's good. Staying put's best. Yeah. I think everyone should just, like, plant down. Like, have your spot. Be so self-sustaining in your spot, you know? Like me, I grow all my food in my uh, in my pantry. You know, it's an experiment because I'm trying to make it so that Scottcast City is self-sustainable, and the only real way you can make a truly self-sustainable society is if each individual unit in the society is self-sustainable without uh, intervention from the outside world. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my utopia, where the the government and us and the powers that be, the divine God that you worship, do not exert power over you through controlling the means of resources. Agreed. They exert power over you because we're just so goddamn good looking, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that's that's how we operate in Scottcast City. It's a very sexy theocracy. A theocracy? Well, yeah, because I'm still a pod king. Okay. We can't just, just dismiss all this divine intervention that's going on. Mm-hmm. You've got a fucking evil forces coming at you 24-7, like deflecting tires, like throwing them 50 feet in the air just so they don't hit poor little fan favorite Ian Dixon. You know, you got like like the forces of like all that is cosmic battling around you, mm. keeping you pristine. Look at you. You're, you you've got no scars. Your 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 skin is soft. Your you know, you you've got a little little bit of you've got a healthy weight about you. You're drinking fantastic batch brewing beer you're doing good it's because of these divine forces battling around you keeping you in this little bubble of continual nourishment man it's it's because of Scottcast that everything I do have soft skin Bronwyn and I actually did uh, (laughs) we went and got Manny Petties for uh, Valentine's Day Oh, and Valentine's Day was your birthday it was you got Manny Petties for your birthday it was a weird experience (laughs) I don't think I'll ever do it again Oh my God! Well, you know that's what but birthdays are I for. I do have really like soft and supple hands now. Yeah, yeah, they feel great. Yeah, yeah. Let's just hold them for the rest of this pod. <laughs> just keep them. <laughs> well, quit. Tickling. What was that movie that uh, they kept like holding each other's hands and like having real 
long, awkward uh, eye contact. Was, was that the Sam Neill one? Was it like smoking and uh, hand contact with hand eye contact? Was it in the mouth of madness? I mean, that's the first one that came the to other, my mind, but I don't remember the other Sam Neill one. There was another Sam. No, it was the other Sam Neill one where it was young Sam Neill. Yeah, possession. Yeah, because it was really dramatic about a relationship, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden there was a weird slug creature. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it was Sam Neill. Doppelgangin. Doppelgangin. Doppelgang bangin. <laughs> There was a doppelgang bang. <laughs> there was. <laughs> That's what they should have called that movie. <laughs> Sam Neill and Doppelgang Banger. <laughs> oh no, that's the title. <laughs> this is a, a title rich episode, I would call it. Yeah. These 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 scenarios we're discussing. Uh, that's a front runner, doppelgang banger. Yeah, doppelgang banger. I mean, I just want to write that out <laughs> and like push that out to the world. Oh, please listen to the latest episode. What's it called? Uh, oh, yeah, Doppelgangbanger. You might want to check it out. It'll be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Doppelgangbanger. Anyway, but we're doing great. This is a good episode so far, man. Seems like it's it. It's electric, man. The sparks are flying. We're doing good. Everything's good. You're, we've established your skin is supple. That's a new Scottcast fact. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's going to be thinking about fan favorite Ian Dixon's smooth fresh skin as the uh, world of good and evil battle around him. Yeah. You know, that's a great image for people. I'm, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of emails about that being like, can you uh, spend some more time talking about Ian Dixon's skin? <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Kind of thing. Oh, we got an email. Can you talk more about fan favorite Ian Dixon's soft, supple skin? Sure. Sure we can. How much is there to say? I'll burst into flames if they, uh, as our, our uh, environment worsens, which is the right. the reason for Scott Cassidy. Right. Well, this this entire thing is to protect Ian Dixon's soft, supple skin. <laughs> <laughs> so if I was smart and the, the Final Destiny and Final Destination connection was actual... Uh, I should stop using cars. How do you think death would come for me if I was using alternative transportation? Like horse and carriage, like the horse would attack you, mm-hmm. bite you. Um, I may do, uh, you know, Justin got uh, the rickshaw. It's all put together and ready to go. What's a rickshaw? It's like a bike taxi? It's, yes. Okay. But it's like from Bangladesh, so it's all decorated and fancy. Wait a minute. Is he going to operate a hip, a rickshaw in Hamtramck during spring summer? Yes. Oh my God, that is a fantastic idea. That, that's a lot of. There's, are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna be like a a, a, a rickshaw driver? Are you gonna rickshaw drive? I don't know if I'll drive. Would you do that? Like uh, maybe, like on an odd weekend. I don't know if I have the uh, the body strength to really pull people around on that thing. Well, I mean, you 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 ride your bike during the the summer months. But that's just me. I could. That's not a problem. Yeah. Uh, we, well, we can get some. Get you on a weight training program with Sneaky D. We'll get you in fighting shape, like right before the season starts. Maybe we can get that going. Sneaky D, uh, right hot for Scottcast, and uh, let's get let's get Ian Dixon a routine to give him some lower body strength to push uh, drunks around him. Tramick, I bet you'd make good tip money. I, I bet everybody would be like, "Oh my God, it's a rickshaw from him, Tramick." <laughs> Uh, here's some. Here's my PBR bottles. You can return them in <laughs> for a deposit. <laughs> Think of all the bottles you'd get if you were the rickshaw driver. Like at the end of the night, you just drive your rickshaw full of PBR bottles to the nearest liquor store, wash it out with a hose, and uh, turn it in for ten cents a piece. You'd make a good fifteen bucks, cool all night. Probably, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's one hundred fifty PBRs. There you go. And they'll probably give you some drinks, so like you'll be drunk the whole time. You'll be fine. That's how people do work like that, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's okay to drive a bike drunk. So is that how the Final Destiny end would work with the rickshaw? I, I think would, that's what I would just get drunk and You'd get drunk drive on a into a sinkhole. Drunk <laughs> <laughs> on a rickshaw. Yeah, man. That's what would happen. It's like, you'd, like it, it would eventually get to a point where you get cocky and hubris. You know, that's, that's kind of how it worked. There's a story arc <laughs> to all these Final Destinations. Usually during somebody's monologue where they're mm. expressing their complete character flaws that people die in those movies. It's true. 
So, like, you would be, like, drunk muttering on your rickshaw, I don't give a fuck about cars, carbon monoxide, all this stuff ruining the world. That's how I'm going to die. I'm going to die because the sun explodes. And then uh, you fall into the hole and you plummet to your death. Yeah. Famous Hamtramck pothole. Makes sense. Man, but we can't let that happen. Yeah. So no more rickshaw driving for you. All right. I'll stick with cars. <laughs> stick with cars. <laughs> Oddly enough, like now that you say that, it's like that's that's worse than rickshaw driving. Well, yeah. How many of my final destinations have involved cars? Like all right. of them. You almost. can't do cars. You can't do rickshaws. I even choked at work. Was at a car in a car. That's right. Even your violent offenses <laughs> were car related. Good Christ. We got to get you out of, we got to get you at like an internet job. You know, they have those things, man. Uh, you should be one of those people who do uh, therapy like via Skype. Yeah. Yeah. Be a Skype therapist, man. Mm. They got those. They do got those. You know, I tried it out. Like you'd be good with that. You're a thoughtful person. You'd have to enumerate in your text a bit more. Mm. You know, like you can't do this one okay text. <laughs> as somebody's uh internet therapist yeah you know you you have to be like okay i understand that your feelings are valid and i agree with what's going on and i believe this is one of the best routes we could take at the moment let's see what happens in a just course like that's your shortest text because mm. it's just agreeing and being palatable 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 is that a real word Palatable. Oh, damn it. <laughs> you know, I've been saying that a lot lately, too. Yeah. Shit. Palatable. Yeah. Palatable. 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 I've been saying a lot lately. I've been cooking for myself and stuff like that. You know, good steak, cooking, cooking chicken. Heck yeah. Eggs, uh, other animal products, which brings us to animal news. Mm. Ian, you got some animal news. There was a lot of animal news in the past few weeks. Yeah, man. Uh, we got we got news of daring escapes. We've got uh, news of the wild and weird. Where know? do you think we should start? Um, let's start with the polar bears because uh, okay. that gives us a reason to that retreat into our Scott cast. Ties into our disaster theme that's yeah. going. Yeah. yeah. So if you haven't heard, uh, polar bears have been attacking in Russia because we've destroyed their habitat. A state of emergency was declared. In a small Russian town in the uh, northern Arpil- archipelago, mm. archipelago, mm. chain of islands, chain of islands. Okay. Well, see, you you supersede like not being able to pronounce something by being able to just <laughs> redefine it real quickly. There you go. Keeping your smartness. He knows what he's talking about. When yeah. I say stuff, people are like that guy's an idiot. Go on. At murderous least, polar bears. At least fifty-two bears have been spotted around. Belushia Guba. Any deaths? Um, or just an invasion? Like they're just moving the troops? I think it's just an invasion. They've like closed schools and told people to stay the fuck inside. And they, uh, people don't, they're not like in Hamtramck where like people get told not to, hey, don't drive past the barrier. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, I think they actually listen. I don't see anything about deaths. Okay, damn it. But if they happen, they are deserved because we we are the ones that destroyed the environment. You think? Like if a polar bear came and like like it was in Hamtramck and it was like devouring everybody you knew. Mm-hmm. Like you saw me like, you saw like my head dangling from some enormous claw and my blood spattered across his white fur. Well, you don't individually deserve it but collectively i don't drive that much collectively we deserve it okay so like you would like to see the human population dwindle as penance but only in like russia (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i would prefer not to be eaten by a polar bear but if it if it happened it'd be like ah well yeah makes sense right like okay so is is this like how you'd be thinking while you're being torn apart limb from limb yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh well, you know that's some great stoicism right there, man. That's like that's being able to just just take it in stride and mm-hmm. be like, ah. And this is what is, alas, alack, the polar bear has devoured me, for my kind has destroyed their environment, mm-hmm. and they are the new alphas in this environment, animal kingdom. What a cruel, loving bitch you are. <laughs> I like that. That's a good. That's a good animal news. You know. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I like I like a good carnivore story. Like a good oh, m- turns out men are just monkeys running around, and once a carnivore shows up on the scene, and everyone runs around like chickens, man. Yeah. So from there, we could like go real trashy, or we could get real inspirational. Do we want to save the inspiration for the end, or? Yeah, let's go trashy. Trash. Like, I immediately just want to hear about trashy. Like, inspiration is like, well, maybe we'll be inspired, but trash, yes, we need trash. So, a concerned citizen in Houston, Texas, went into an abandoned home to smoke some weed. And inside, what do you think he found? um, In Texas? Yes. A tiger. A fucking tiger. That's right. Like when you sent me this article on text, uh, the headline was just like, man, man discovers abandoned tiger accidentally. And I was like, this article's from Texas. I can, <laughs> I can just feel it. We questioned them as to whether they were under the effects of the drugs or they actually saw a tiger. <laughs> right. Said a, uh, the sergeant from the Houston Police Department. But no, there was a goddamn tiger in that abandoned house. It appeared to have been abandoned for some time. Oh, wait, so this guy shows up to the police, like, stone, and he's like, dudes, <laughs> I was just, you know, Cheech and Chong in it over here, and I discovered a f- fucking Tony, man. He was like, it's great, get over here. And then, like, the police are like, what are you, you, you drug addict? What are you saying to us? And then they questioned him. They put him in the pokey, mm-hmm. but turned the lamp on, did good cop, bad cop, beat him up a bit. Yeah. Gave him a spliff. And then they were like, okay, where's this address? We're going to check it out. Mm-hmm. And is this what happened? They like they checked it out and they're like, holy shit, the guy was right. He, but it is a fucking tiger. There was a tiger. It had been abandoned for some time, but there were several packages of meat. That's nice that they left it some, some food. So yeah, they tranquilized it and uh, transferred it to a shelter to be cared for. Uh-huh. But uh, I want to operate a tiger shelter. That would be fun. Yeah. Maybe. Or dangerous. Well, you know, your life's dangerous anyway. True. You might as well be uh, looking after tigers. Yeah. Rather than, you know, just driving around all day. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going to live a dangerous life, I still think we need to, like, quarantine you in your home. Mm -hmm. We'll get buyer delivery going for you. Yeah. Like, you'll do some online therapy. You know, give people some advice via text. You don't even have to talk all day. Yeah. Only time you have to talk is when, uh, when when uh, we get a special convoy to uh, cart you over here mm. for Skycast. We'll get some armored cars, some patrol. You know, it'll be the safest spot in the world for you traveling from your place to mine. Yeah, for Skycast, and you will live inside your home. Bronwyn can still go out, <laughs> but you you must be uh, kept safe and sacred. Mm. For, uh, uh, you, are, you in some ways are a holy object in, in the Scottcast City. Yeah. You know, you're like uh, the Ark of the Covenant or something. Mm. You're like the Holy Grail. You're like uh, the Shroud. Mm. You know, you're like, uh, you're like, uh, like Job. You're like, uh, <laughs> like St. <Saint> Peter <clears throat> or St. Xavier. St. Peter is kind of fun. You want to be St. Peter? Yeah. Okay. You know, he was actually crucified upside down. Right, because he didn't want to be like Jesus. So that's fitting. He wasn't worthy to be, yeah. So they do the upside down. But it was inverted cross, and that's funny. Right, because that's (laughs) that's a Satanist goat thing. Yeah. I don't want to be like Jesus. Well, you know, we don't have other models available. (laughs) I don't know what I can do to help you. Just do it backwards, I guess. That's fine. You know, they yeah. didn't have electric chairs back then. That's yeah. what like always like kind of bothers me about mm-hmm. uh, the sim- symbolism in Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, they everyone wears the cross, and the cross is everywhere, and the cross means everything. But it was just like a method of execution. Yeah, like if it was like twenty years ago, everyone would be wearing like electric chairs around their neck. Right. You know, if it was like a hundred years ago, everyone wearing nooses around their neck, which is even more <laughs> fitting. You know. Now, if it was today, like people would like have like little, like like a little series of syringes, you know, one to mm-hmm. destroy the nerve function, one to destroy heart function, and one to finally stop blood flow. You know, yeah. And who knows what kind of uh, execution method would happen in like a couple years when we got uh, everyone connected to the AI intelligence mainframe by Elon Musk and 
the government can literally just order a human being to be shut down by sending a command through a terminal and just be an, an escape button. Yeah, <laughs> just like, just like a uh, uh, control alt delete bitch. <laughs> you know, end process. Yeah, and some poor sap in the Pentagon, twenty years old, given rigorous training for two years just to do what he's told. Not to mind the numbers on the screen or the number or, or the names being displayed. And he will just receive his orders and he will just sit there all day drinking Mountain Dew. Uh, uh, enter, delete, enter, delete, enter, delete. And the whole world will get cold. And this is only if you don't come down with us into Scott Cast City, you know, and live a life of leisure underground in our self sustaining pods where the only thing you have to worry about is how attractive your leaders are. This is a fun pod. We keep getting like dark and then light. And then <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're, right. I want to. I'm really excited to hear it and like feel the the roller coaster and how yeah. fucked up it is. We're doing good. We're finding our stride, man. I, th- I think this is it's the beer. Yeah, this is great beer. It is. It it makes you feel happy. It is like a. Yeah. Feels like it should be a springtime thing. Yeah, this is all me being happy, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> every bit of it. <laughs> so, ending animal news on a high note. Uh, did you hear about the chimpanzees who escaped from their enclosure? Oh yes, they were so cute. <laughs> I love these. I love it when chimpanzees uh, do things. Well, not everything. I've seen some pretty terrible things that chimpanzees have done, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about them right now. That's that's a line even I won't cross. Talk about the limits of depravity within a chimpanzee's mind. They're our closest relative, by the way. They are. Yeah. Anyway, so these chimpanzees, how did they escape? They uh, <clears throat> fashioned a ladder out of a, a tree branch that was against the enclosure there uh-huh. and kind of climbed their way out so it's probably i imagine it was uh like most zoos you see where there's like a kind of a pit in front of the gate where you observe from right so there's like a land that they're on and then there's a big gap of empty space so they can't like jump up like a motor the gate yeah okay so they fashioned a ladder out of a like a tree branch that had kind of fallen over uh-huh. and uh climbed right on out yeah and they helped each other up and stuff like that yeah so there's like three of them they they got out. They were onto the, uh, the little pavement outside of their enclosure, um, but it was it was short lived. I guess they they took a peek around and they were like, "Well, this kind of sucks," and they they let themselves back in. Great. That's why zoos should be in an urban environment because animals will leave and be like, "Yeah, fuck this. I've got like a ball." Yeah. In there. Because when I live in a city and stuff like that, that's often what I end up doing Mm -hmm. is I'm just like, why would I come out here in this urban environment when I have so many luxuries in my little pen? Exactly. You know, like I've got all sorts of fucking uh, nice things in my house right now. My giant desk, all my podcasting equipment, a little couch, a TV, a nice bed, a kitty. Um... You know, sometimes it's stocked with food from a grocery store. Yeah. And sometimes I don't even have to go out to go get it. You know, I'm living the life of luxury. I've got 60 Jerry Maguires, for God's sake. Like, I've got so many Jerry Maguires, like, <laughs> I don't even know where they all are at the moment. They're just everywhere. It's like, it's just, they're just littered all around the house. So many Jerry's. I love that. that they're somewhere different every time I come over. <laughs> <laughs> They have a little life. It's like of their you, just, own. you just carry them around with you. Yeah, sometimes I'll, <laughs> I'll bring a Jerry just to show off and be like, oh, there's a Jerry. It's not my only Jerry. I've got like four, 59 other Jerry's or something like that. I don't know how many Jerry's I got. I haven't counted how many Jerry's. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of Jerry's, man. You know? So, yeah, I think. Uh, so, like the chimpanzees, they're probably like, they were, they were trying to get back to their Jerry's. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we've, we've got so many sticks back home. There's no sticks up here, man. Let's right. go back to all the sticks we have. We, we can play with the sticks some more, right? You, know, you really like the sticks. I think there's a banana. It's going to be great. You know? So, that's what we got to do with Scott Cass City is make sure that it's, it's, if even if people leave, they're like, fuck this. It's got the comforts of home, man. Everyone gets a Jonesy clones, yo. Oh, my God. Right? This works, man. This idea's got legs. You know, this idea works. Just give them a Jonesy Clonesy little cute kitty that's so soft and so sweet and just wants to cuddle and, and is so desperate for attention all the time. It'll just, you can just wear them like a scarf all day and 
and he's just being cute and purring and giving me little kisses and and just generally just being like just a sweetheart of a creature. Yeah. And then like what put like oh now you got now you got Netflix now you got a beer of the month and and now you got a now you got a podcast and a poker table and now now Meyer delivers. <laughs> you know, it's like all of a sudden you're living in the future and it doesn't matter that we're literally destroying the world from in many different ways. Yeah. You know, like pretty much everyone disagrees on how we're destroying the world and they get real personal about it. Mm-hmm. But everyone seems to agree that we are destroying the fabric of society. Yeah. Like even conservatives will be like, no, this world is, is doing terrible because look, look at all these, look at look all, at these all this gay sex going on. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> look at all this stuff happening, man. Like look at this PC culture, <laughs> you know, and, and it's ruining life. Everyone's lazy, you know? And, and, and then we got this world. It's, it's, it, and then we got the scientists being like, it's all fucked. You know, and then we got mean, like, the numbers are dropping. Holy shit. We got to get more downloads. <laughs> Let's go. You know, comforts of home, though, like they shield you from that. They do. They make you feel like, oh, a lot of bad stuff that you don't like is happening. But within these four walls with this cat or dog, whatever, this goldfish, this marmot, whatever you have. All of this is designed to keep you coddled and safe mm-hmm. and not worry and just step out of your environment, apply some effort and grit for eight hours, feel proud and go home and do nothing. It's a form of control. And people laugh. They say, Scott Cassidy, you're just another theocracy. You're, you're as good as Kim Jong-un before he did things. You know, you're just a, you're just a loser, you know, who's trying to control people. Mm-hmm. Let me get it straight. Everyone's always trying to control you. There's always someone there controlling you, no matter what, no matter what society you think you live in. There's somebody controlling you, and your life is not the summation of your will, but its impact in society and the wills around you and how you exist in that ecosystem. So why not live in Scott Cass City, where that ecosystem consists of nice cats, self-sustaining <laughs> little pods, uh, underground protection, no random tigers. That's good. No cars coming at you like barreling into your into, into your house final destiny in style mm-hmm. you know and every day you get to hear scott cast have we talked about panopticon before what's that it's uh well <clears throat> foucault kind of uh did some social theory stuff about it it was a prison design prison design that was like in a circle a circle prison like a donut kind of um so the Guard tower is in the center, and all the cells are like wrapped around it, so that the from the guard tower you can see into every cell. So the guards are instantly surrounded by people who hate them. But it's like concealed, it's like one way glass. Oh, um, so you never know if there's someone in the guard tower. If there is, they can see everything everyone's doing. Ooh, so this is where I should put my throne. So this is where you were talking about control and how people kind of police themselves in through the lens of others that they assume from their own perspective. Right. Right. All depends. And this giant equation. Goes I think that's a lot of what we do on social media. That's what that's we, what, what social pro- media is just interacting with that guard tower. We're like, yeah, we're like projecting our own thoughts about how others perceive us and filtering ourselves. And at the same time, trying to manipulate it. Mm-hmm. It's all just a bunch of bullshit. We're all just jerking each other off. That's a big circle jerk, circle the prison circle jerk, <laughs> you know. And we're and we're hoping people are watching or not. Doppel gang bang. Yeah, circle jerk. Nobody. Uh, it, it's hard to tell if you hope people are watching and you hope people are not watching, but you're definitely conscious. Maybe someone's watching, and that's the way that you're doing the circle jerk, man. Yep. You're conscious someone might watch, so this is what you do. Even when you're at home alone and you're like when you burp and you say, excuse me, there's no one to, no, there's no one to excuse you, you idiot. <laughs> I've never done that. You've never done that? No. Well, I've never said excuse me after burping in general, but the principle applies. Okay. You know, 
You know, I'm sure there's something you do, some polite maneuver you do at home that and if no one was there, it wouldn't matter. Like, do you close the door when you go to the bathroom when you're all no. alone? No? Wide open? I don't. Uh, even when Brown went home, I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only if we have guests. Okay. <laughs> and I like when it's just Brown when you're like, hey, come check this out. <laughs> Look what I can do. <laughs> See the splash on this one. It was great. Well, the, the cats love to come in there when I'm doing a shit. Right. I don't know why. Right. Do they try to beat down the door? They do. Hedwig like opens the door. Straight up opens the door. Wait, wait. Well, like, you know, even ours, when it's closed? ours doesn't really latch. We kind of like slam it shut. Oh, okay. Wedges shut. Yeah. Yeah. That's she'll, a hamtramck door for she'll, you. She'll bust it open and like, yeah, come rub on me when I'm taking a shit. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? This is not the time for affection. <laughs> that is a strange like, like, oh, you're a captive audience now. I feel like is like the thought process. It's yeah. like, I know if I, I've learned over the years, if I show up, while you're doing this, you're not going to just move away. <laughs> you're going to be there. Odds are you'll give me attention just because you've got nothing else to do either. Your sure. hands are free <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. So that's like how they're conditioned to exist. I and suppose. we're their guard tower. Yes. And they miss the guard tower so much <laughs> when the guard tower goes to take a dump. Yeah. That they, that they must go right in front of the guard tower while the guard tower is explicitly not wanting attention <laughs> and forcing themselves in view of the guard tower for affection and attention. That's right. This is weird, weird way life operates. I wonder if it operates this way at like a cellular level. Sneaky D can uh, uh, chime in. Yeah. And maybe we can like alter our DNA mm. so that we don't have this guard tower reflex. So that we're no longer social animals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would do that immediately. <laughs> like, like, oh, you take this and you become an evil sociopath with absolutely no regard for society or s social being, but like you retain all this information you have. Like, what would a human being completely removed from any societal influence, but like still like in its in it as an ecosystem? Mm -hmm. Like, so like a so like a Ted Bundy kind of guy, right? Mm -hmm. Is that what that would be, or is Ted Bundy something else? He still operated on the influence of others because he presented as charming. He, he knew how to manipulate and present uh -huh. in a certain kind of way. Whereas I feel like if you were completely detached from that, like social norms or needs, uh, I mean, you wouldn't follow any of the rules. You wouldn't wear clothes or. So, clothes. like, like if I did this to me, there'd, be no, style? there'd be no reason to have any sort of communication with anyone. Right. And like, unless like, like I felt like someone had something I needed, like food, like I was hungry. Well, that's a sandwich. That's I'd why like yell at them. And I like, you would know that like, that's why we evolved as social animals is because it was adaptive to, oh. <laughs> to be able to, you know, not kill each other and share food. And so if I like injected like, like right in the arm and like my mm -hmm. whole body was overcome and this like particular gene was turned off, and like I all of, all of a sudden became like the ultimate psychopath. Like Ted Bundy was a sociable fellow compared to so psychopath CRISPR man. Mm -hmm. Like which is what I would be. I would lose all identity. Mm -hmm. Like uh, the first thing I would do is strip naked. You'd say because <laughs> <laughs> it's like why am I wearing all this constrictive stuff over here? These boxer briefs are giving me like a ball constriction. Let's just let's just shed it all and go outside and start murdering. <laughs> you know, I will create a. I will. That, I think that I think that would what would happen. It would be exaggerated. Pod King Scott. It's like all the evil of Pod King Scott, but mm. none of the compassion. Mm. You know, it would just be a totalitarian monster just unleashed on the world, totally naked. The emperor wears no clothes, but he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I like that idea. That's a good one. So we'll get uh, David working on that. We tried to do the CRISPR thing mm -hmm. last episode, uh, but it turns out I left the genetic material in the wrong part of the fridge. No. Oh. I needed to keep it in the freezer, turns out. So the genetic material was uh, tarnished. God and it would have been, it's a three day experiment, so we can't start with tarnished genetic material. But I do have a vial of E. coli 
mm. if you want some. That sounds like fun. And some dead guide RNA and stuff like that. Mm. So that's nice. And people think that we don't follow through on our thoughts. Like, oh, they're never going to build an underground city. Oh, they're never going to create a, a massive, like, uh, survival cult. Wait, around. so where did you store the E. coli? In your fridge? Yeah, next to the butter. <laughs> <laughs> no, in that little compartment. Awesome, awesome idea. Yeah, you know. I, I would bring it out during dispatch recordings. <laughs> uh, to, to, and I would tell the artists that come in, you better be interesting. Or I will smash this vial, we'll all die, and I will make this pod interesting. That's right. It'll be like the last dispatch. Oh, you're so boring, we gotta make this the last dispatch. Let's go out in style. Everyone dies. Murder, suicide. Everyone dies of E. coli poisoning. Is E. coli that dangerous, though? I mean, you can die from it. I don't think it's super common to actually... I think you just get really violently ill. Okay. It's more like a food poisoning kind of thing. Okay. So that's not as interesting, but I would be able to get the thing edited. I was going to, I do have instructions written out in my will that uh, um, the materials end up in your hands Mm -hmm. if I die mid-podcast. And I know you will be able to find a way to make sure the podcast gets edited. You'll contact Sneaky D perhaps, or, Mm -hmm. or, or you'd make a judgment call and call some other professional and pay for it. You know, because it's the legacy of Scott from Scottcast. That's true. There's going to be statues made about me. You know, I have a feeling within 20 years, I will have the clout and power to commission a statue of myself somewhere near my my sphere of influence. I'm just going to, it's going to be huge and a very public part with a lot of passerby traffic. Maybe it'll replace the Dracula Pope. Yeah. Um, There's another like General Thaddeus somewhere. There's the guy with the crazy armor. Mm-hmm. I could replace that guy. Or I could be right next to one of these people. Like, oh, there's the Pope and there's Scott from Scottcast. Yeah. Something like that. I think there's a lot of uh, statues of racists downtown. There's a lot of racist they're, statues. They're probably looking to replace. They're renaming Kobo. Oh, yeah, because he's racist? Yep, he was a racist fella. So they're renaming it? Yeah. Wow. I, f- I forget what it is. I didn't even realize Kobo like, was a fella. PNC's buying it and they're just going to name it like the... Oh, they're just selling it? Yeah. I guess that makes a lot of sense. Like, oh, we have to rename this due to outrage. Well, let's just use that as an excuse to sell the name for $100 million and no one's going to peep about it. Yep. Because it used to be like, uh, oh, DTE bought Pine Knob. And now everyone's just like, no, we will call it Pine Knob for the rest of our life in Clarkston. So that's like 10 people. And and everyone else calls it DTE. But... um, now, now, if if you were named after a racist, you get like a get out of jail free card, and you can rent the name out for some serious cash. Heck yeah! It's so like I wish Scottcast was named after something racist, so we can be like, <laughs> <laughs> this is the Starbucks show with Scott and Ian. <laughs> uh, get yourself a grande latte and have a to have have a tune in. You know, yeah, that's that would be nice. So I'm sure we could. Uh... Replace some racists down there with a statue of yeah. Replace a replace a racist. We should. That's what we should do. We should popularize replace the racists campaign. And it's like it doesn't matter what you replace the statue with. Just better not be a racist. And I'm not a racist. I don't think. There you go. So there we go. Like we'll we'll put my statue up. You know, that'll be great. Well, we'll have a little link to Scott Cast. People can scan their phone and they'll get Scott Cast downloaded to their phone. Oh my nights! Like even just passerbys, if you like, you go past the thing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to look at your phone. Your phone just automatically just starts downloading the latest episode of Scott Cast and and plays it. You know, it's just like a like little little Scott Cast hub. And then like every week, acolytes come by and 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 they they use the statue to create the to get their latest episode of Scott Cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not racist. So there we go. There you go. I should have a statue. I like that. A PNC Hall. Is it going to be a hall still, or are they uh, replacing I, hall? I don't recall. Because they should replace hall if they're going to, if it's not yeah. going to be Cobo Hall, it should be like PNC Center. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, totally different. Like, pretend it's a new thing. Change the wallpaper, mm-hmm. you know? Change the carpet. Just make it like all new. Like, use it as a chance. Fresh image without having to pay too much for like new facilities or anything like that. Right. It's like people will start coming to Cobo Hall like it was first opened. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, PNC Center. Yeah. It'll be great. That's that's my business advice. It's free. If people just listen to Scottcast, like there's so many people would have like better lives. Like that uh like that Dan Gilbert guy building the tower. Mm-hmm. Stupid idea. Mm-hmm. Build it underground and you will get way more attention and way more, you know, bragging rights than if you just built another lame tower that pales on the world stage. Right? Build a giant bunker that connects to a a vast network basically being a self-sustainable city. And holy shit. I mean, just look at what it did for Scottcast. We're on episode like 60-something. Yeah. You know? And, and we're still going strong. Was that all the animal news, by the way? That was all I had. That was all the animal news. Okay. So. I mean, there was the, the new one from today where they rediscovered a tortoise that they thought was extinct in the Galapagos. But that's that's the story right there. That's it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a little too much optimism for the end of this episode. Yeah. Like, I like optimism, but we can't be like optimism about the world Mm. being okay. No, it's not. Because the premise of Scott Cass is pretty hard uh, set in that, hey, uh, emergency time. Let's all invest in me. I will lead us to glory as a a humanity because the current powers that be are ill-equipped to uh, usher us into this new age, this new dark age. It could be a bright, wondrous age, but for people's unwillingness to follow the true leader, Scott from Scottcast. So what did we learn today? What did we learn? We learned a lot. We learned a lot of good stuff. It's been a great episode. Yeah. This is like a solid episode. Like, I don't want to stop it, but at the same time, it's at this point, it's classic. I already know it. I'm already calling it. I could fuck it up right now. <laughs> that shit's classic. Well, we learned cars are bad. Cars are bad. Don't ever drive a car. Mm-hmm. Be careful around rickshaws. And sometimes precious goods needs to figure out how to do it internet-wise. Like, we need internet... Uh, we need some internet jobs for Ian Dixon. Mm-hmm. Like, like let, let's give, all your kids got Skype, right? Yes. Start with that, you know? Like, they, made, they were going to make you some sort of manager of everybody, and you just don't like that. Like that idea of, like, I, I want to just be one-on-one with people. Become a manager real quick. Mm-hmm. And then be like, okay, as my powers manager, we're establishing remote positions. We're gonna Skype into these people, and then and then like, give you. Oh, I will be the guinea pig, and then you go home, <laughs> <laughs> and you Skype with some kids, and you, and and you and you tell everyone else to deal with it, mm-hmm. and you're protected from all these final destinies. Because I worry about you, you know. Like I love it when you come to the pod with uh, Ian with Ian segments mm-hmm. where just people are doing ecstasy around you because i feel like you're safe around that yeah like you can navigate an ecstasy situation might get rubbed up on a little bit but... may get a little you may get a rub job but you won't <laughs> <laughs> you won't engage in too many uh, uh risky behavior yeah you know just uh just just subjected to the whims of some insanity but that's not so bad compared to getting uh, decapitated by a train True, um, or sinking to the sinking to some abyss, uh, often undiscovered. What else did we learn? Oh, we learned a few things. I learned the will of animals, and how we're not so different from animals. Mm-hmm. We like we like our home. They like their home. Yeah. If we're home and we're comfortable, we don't really want to change. You know a little bit about that. Yeah, that was good. Uh oh, Badge Brewing's got an excellent beer on tap. There you go. That's right. All right. So this has been the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. Happy belated birthday, Ian Dixon. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Because we mentioned it. And uh, I bid the adieu. See you later, Scottcastigators. Uh-huh.